podcast devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Well, thank you for joining us today. Our passage is going to be from Jeremiah chapter 39. We're going to start in verse 15, which says this, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the guard. Go and say to Abed-Melech the Ethiopian, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will fulfill my words against this city for harm and not for good, and they shall be accomplished before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men of whom you are afraid. For I will surely save you, and you shall not fall by the sword, but you shall have your life as a prize of war, because you have put your trust in me, declares the Lord. So first of all, some context for what we just read. Jeremiah is the prototypical Old Testament prophet in that he faithfully preaches the words of the Lord year after year to a bitter, resistant, and defiant people. Most recently, he warned King Zedekiah and his advisors that the Lord was giving Judah into the hand of their enemies, the Babylonians. As you might imagine, they did not particularly care for this message. So a few guys get it into their mind to throw Jeremiah down into a cistern full of mud and with no food. So the protagonist of our little passage we just read, Abedmelech, an Ethiopian eunuch, he hears about what happened and is appalled. He goes to the king and says, These men have done evil. Jeremiah will surely die if no one saves him. And the king relents and says, Take some men and go save him, which he does. Now, some time has passed. Babylon has indeed come and conquered Jerusalem. And the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah concerning Abedmelech. God's message is this, I will indeed destroy this city, but know that I will protect your life. You will not be killed. You might expect God to say, because you saved my servant Jeremiah, which he did. But instead he says, you will keep your life because, well, verse 18 says, because you have put your trust in me. Again, in an Old Testament passage, we see another example of God rewarding someone not because of their works, although his works were praiseworthy, but because of their faith. One of my all-time favorite hymns is Trust and Obey. We sing it to our kids all the time. Because I think it's a good piece of advice for the whole of the Christian life. The words, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Or a later verse, but we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay. For the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. You know, you can obey someone without trusting them. I think almost all of us have had the experience of working for someone uh, that we didn't respect or trust because you have to do what you're told so you can collect a paycheck. But if you really trust someone, you will listen to what they have to say. And the joy of the Christian life comes from those believers who truly trust God and then obey what he says. If I had a doctor that I trusted implicitly and I went to them because I thought you know, I had the flu or something, and say this doctor says, well, I have just the cure to make you feel better. Three times a day, I want you to stand on your head and say the alphabet backwards. Are you sure, Doc? Absolutely positive. 
Well, now I've got to weigh the craziness of the suggestion against how much I trust this professional. Well, he went to school. He's got a lot of experience. Certainly he knows what he's talking about. Now, our God has proven over and over and over again that he can be trusted, that he keeps his promises. If we really trust him, we will do what he says. Trust and obey. These two things go together. We will lean on his wisdom and not our own. Our behavior will flow out of what we really believe about God. After all, James says that faith without works is dead. It's not the works that are the foundation of our relationship with God, but if we really believe him, it will bear out in our actions. In our story today, we have a Gentile outsider who displays more faith in God than God's own people. So let us, as God's people today, take him at his word. Let's continue to remind ourselves that God can be trusted by spending time in his word, by casting our minds back on the things that he's done for us, our testimonies, our stories of faithfulness, and let that bear out in the way that we live our lives. Psalm 9 verse 10 says, And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. God, thank you that you are a God that is worth believing, worth putting our trust in. Help all of us through our, our study of your word, through our meditation on the things that you have done in our own lives, through remembering who you have been to us. Stir our hearts to trust in you and help us to live our lives in such a way that bears out what we really believe, that you are good and that you reward those who earnestly seek you. We'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.